on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. Close, close. All right, so let's, uh, yeah, this ETI. Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, dude, we could go for like ever. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to call and cancel my flight. Let's yeah. podcast forever. Let's fucking let's do it. Do yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, man. We got headline number one. Uh, headline number one. This is uh, next time you got to stay a little longer. We'll hang out. Dude. At 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Number um, one reads two migrant buses from Texas arrive outside VP Kamala Harris's <laughs> DC residence. <laughs> uh, it's so hard to not enjoy this. Dude. I love. I love how they all immediately just turn into like Trump Republicans. As soon as it comes to them, they go, there's a border crisis. All of a sudden, we got a real crisis. Yeah. So so President Joe Button, uh, Joe Biden's reluctant. Joe Biden. Joe Button is Biden. not president. Not that's yet. Right. That's true. Not That'd yet. That'd be kind of cool. That wouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, we, we couldn't do any worse no. than President Joe Button. I would fucking rather have that than yeah. fucking Joe Biden. It's real. Yes. But yeah, so Vice President Kamala Harris uh, had the migrant crisis dropped on her doorstep this morning. Uh, two buses carrying about 100 migrants from Texas were deposited at the gate of her residence at the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., putting the issue squarely in the path of the crisis dodging Veep. Uh, the migrants, many of them Venezuelan nationals, had been picked up uh, in Eagle Pass, Texas. Oh, these motherfuckers just going to move right into her house. I that's mean, what they do down there. That's what she's yeah, about, yeah. though, so it's fine. Well, why does she have a gate in front of her house? That's yeah, interesting. I thought gates were bad. You know, like, dude, this, right. is, this, this is a key opportunity for them to show if they're really about it or not. Yeah, no shit. If you were really about it, Kamala, you'd fucking help them live in your backyard. You'd cook for them and take mm -hmm. your own money and feed these people and all this shit. Yeah, well, I mean, this is coming days after she just made uh, had that interview saying you that mean the, the border, one where she went like this? The board is so secure. Yeah. Right. Like her only fucking mannerism to throw her fucking hands out that look like fucking baseball gloves. Yeah. I, I like this. And just say nothing. Dumb shit. And she just says, she says nothing. She, she says, says nothing, nothing and everything. No, at the here, same time. here she was the other day. Here she was. Uh, we have a secure border. Right. And it's our intent to have borders in this country because you know nations have borders because there's the united states and there's mexico yeah and i'm just sitting here like what like bro the whole world is like what wow this is really Her next speech is like now like what w-h-a-t like what like w-u-t yeah no yeah. Just, w -U -T. just w-u-t Got it. like that's that's me i'm like what it's it's baffling that she's so bad at this yeah um is it though i know she I do sucked find her it. way to the oval office bro no no no, bro like, listen like is you it though understand they they got people these people that they have in play are the scapegoats yeah these are the fucking scapegoat that, like that biden and kamala are tricked just like everybody else i'm just saying there's no like they're, no, they're, no, no, you're dude. telling me there's no there, there's not a better prostitute they could have used listen dude if if there's a revolt do you want your strongest people to get killed or your weakest people to get killed? Weakest. Okay. Is there a chance of revolt with what they're doing? Yeah. Sure is. According to them, it already happened. Right. 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 Yeah. It's real. So we have to like, let's, 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 let's look at this like a game of chess. You got your king and your queen. Mm -hmm. Your king and your queen ain't Kamala and fucking Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. it, it's, no. it's, it's people whose names you don't even fucking know. Right. All right. Who are sending out they're pawns that are wearing king and queen outfits mm. to stand there. To make you think those are the yes. kings. Yes. 100%. Dude, dude, this is for the history books. Yeah. This, all this shit, like Joe Biden getting up there in, in his fucking Hitler speech with the red shit yeah. and like all that. Bro, him calling out uh, uh, Vladimir Putin when he was in Belgium and saying, we need to remove Putin from power. And the next day being like, oh, I didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. And then after the speech he gave two weeks ago, Oh, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. The candlelight vigil for January 6th, when nobody fucking got killed. They're right. No, in one, one person got killed, yeah, but Ashley, she got shot Ashley by the Babbitt, cops. Yeah. Right. For no, and, and by None the way, those cops, for they, no reason. Bro, they, he got up there and said that multiple police officers died yeah. from those riots. That is a fucking flat out lie. Yeah. That did not happen. And we are having a candlelight vigil for an event 
That motherfuckers walked in between the fucking ropes. Yeah. When they got inside. They look like a high school tour, bro. A hundred percent. And these guys, and a whole bunch of them are like, have been in solitary confinement for this whole time. And for the crime of entering a government building without permission. No, entering the people's building. Well, right. Which is supposedly their building. Right. So, so when you think about what all this is, there is a shit ton of theater being played here to, to a story that is intended to be told 50 years from now. That's real. All right. So we have to look at it like that. This yeah. is what these motherfuckers play. Like you guys, you guys all think, oh, well, they'll be dead. Well, no shit. But these people don't think like you. The question is, they what think, do you they yeah. think about family legacy and protecting bloodlines and infinite royal blood? Like yeah. all this shit that you motherfuckers do not think about ever. The question is, what do you guys think they plan to do with the people who know the truth? A hundred percent. Well, what, you know what I'm saying? Like we, they're writing history now. No, we know what the fuck's going on. What do you think they plan to do with us? It's not. They, it's already happened. If you look at history, what's the, what's the famous, most famous saying about history? History does what? Repeat itself. What fucking takes out all the fucking men and all the fucking resistant people? War. It's either a war yeah. or it's a fucking genocide or it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're going to use all three of those tools to remove any resistance. You guys think that sounds crazy today? Come back and listen in five fucking years and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Well, it's hard, especially when you say like, well, this sounds crazy. It's like, yeah, but if you had said any of the stuff that's happened over the last two and a half years was going to happen, that has sounded pretty crazy. Exactly. Like it would have sounded pretty crazy to see like, and, and well, it's how an interesting they, how thing. How did the like, world treat you for saying the shit that you said? Because it didn't treat well, me super nice. Yeah, there was, oh, there was some, uh, I got yeah. called some names throughout, uh, throughout all of this. So, you know, right. And, and it was, um, and it's funny even to like, one of the things that's eye opening forever, myself included, but especially for people who don't really like keep up on this as much is that then when they like kind of admit that you were right all along it doesn't come with an apology or any acknowledge mm-hmm. uh, like any even like acknowledgement that like oh like yeah we called you a nazi the other day for saying this but now we all agree with this like now it's just like oh yeah look there's this johns hopkins Bro. study that showed the lockdowns didn't do anything i know right. i said you were the worst person in the world for opposing it and like oh by the way like all this you know i remember i was on a um with rogan where we had this little clip and it was more because he said it not because i said it they didn't care about me but they cared a lot about him saying it but Fauci responded to this segment that we had, and then Joe Biden responded to it too. And basically, well, I, I, all I said, I think, in it was that like, there's no way I'm giving this vaccine to any of my kids. I didn't take the vaccine. My kids are like little kids; they don't need this stuff. They have no risk from COVID. And then Joe said that he he goes like, uh, he goes, look, I'd say like, yeah, like if you're like at very high risk for COVID or something like that, yeah, talk to your doctor about the vaccine. Maybe that's like the thing. But if you're like a young, healthy 20-year-old, I'd say be really healthy. Mm -hmm. Like eat really well, exercise, get outside, get sunlight, get vitamin B, get vitamin D, like all this stuff. And, uh, And then Fauci responds, to Joe Rogan, and he goes, well, what Joe Rogan doesn't understand is that you don't get vaccinated for yourself. You get vaccinated to protect others, because if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID and transmit it to right. someone else. Right. And you tell Fuck me dude, who there gave on. the real information and who there gave bullshit information, yeah. right? Yeah. Like what Joe Rogan said is undeniably good advice. He's telling young, healthy people and to be way, healthy. It was the fucking available data at the time. Yes. It's not like he's just pulling this shit out of his ass. So it was obvious from the Bro, very beginning that yeah. point zero 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 one fucking fatality rate for people under the age of fucking 50. No, yeah. no 70. Or whatever it was. Well, and then fucking, fucking okay. high. And then when you control. I'm trying to be fair. Well, but, and, and, <laughs> no, listen, when you control for health issues, it's basically nothing. Like it's based like everyone who died of COVID, you know, there's, there was this one article I remember in the height of COVID. It was, you know, it was in like maybe May of 2020, May or June or something like that. And they had this article, and the headline is, uh, it was like, you know, a 13 year old thought they had nothing to worry about with COVID is now dead. That's the t- that's the headline of the article. Paragraph 13. They let you know he had leukemia. Exactly. <laughs> and was in chemotherapy. Wow. I was it. But it, it and that's it's still horrible. It's tragic. But in that state, yeah, a cold or a flu or but something like way, that it's can kill you, you know. It's way worse, dude. They were fucking counting. 
listen, most people don't realize because they wrote it off as conspiracy that the hospitals were incentivized for COVID deaths. Oh, okay? yes, yes. So they were getting from up to 33, yeah, right, 30, from 15 to $35,000 per COVID death, depending on what network they were in. They were reporting these deaths as COVID when in reality, the person might have been able to test positive with COVID, but did not die of COVID. Right. On the statistical data side, which by the way, I happen to be pretty fucking good at, okay? I can read a fucking Excel sheet like the motherfucking matrix. I'm telling you, 6% of actual reported deaths were actually people who died with or fr uh, from, from actual COVID. COVID. Right. Of those 6%, all of them had an average of 2.7 or more comorbidities. Of those people, over 80% of those people were over the age of fucking 70 years old. This is the data. It was available, literally, it was available in fucking April of 2020. Okay? This is... This, and it hasn't changed. They were counting. It wasn't just the guy with leukemia. They were counting people who committed suicide as COVID deaths if they had COVID in their body. At the time, and by yeah. the way... That was done not through a blood test, but through a fucking PCR test that cycle rate was turned up to fucking 40 when it should have been like 32, which means that it can detect a basically subatomic particle of fucking COVID, which everybody was carrying. Yeah. It was whether or not the viral load was high enough for it to actually affect you. For you to actually get sick yes. from it. Yeah, yeah. And bro, the average human can't wrap their head around this basic information because their head is up Kim Kardashian's motherfucking ass. Yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, just to add, because it's the same thing was true just about the hospitalization numbers, too. Because yeah. they, would, they would tell you this number of how many people are hospitalized. But then like they did this major study with the VA hospitals where they found out that they go, oh, of the number of people that they're saying were hospitalized with COVID, they go, yeah, but the majority of them were not hospitalized because of COVID. They were just giving COVID tests when you came into the hospital. So someone could break their arm go to the hospital right. and they give you a COVID now test. You're you test positive. Now you were hospitalized yeah. for, for COVID. COVID. Bro, it's like this complete it's numbers, yeah, it's, It doesn't it's like even all get ridiculous. into, bro, it doesn't even get into the fucking terrible medical direction that was given out, right? When you have people, all the vents, you remember the vents were the big fucking deal. And the vents, when you get put on a ventilator, when you have a respiratory your chances of coming stress, off, your chances yeah. of coming off of it and living are less than ten percent. Less than ten. No, well, they stopped, and the doctors stopped putting people on the ventilators. That was fairly early in COVID. Yeah. They realized, oh, this is doing a lot more damage than good. Yeah, people died just yeah. in a yeah. short amount and of time. And then with the remdesivir, yeah. they were literally yeah. fucking killing people. Crazy shit, man. And by the way, when they were literally killing people, the Pentagon already knew that ivermectin fucking worked, and the hydroxychloroquine helped buffer it. They already fucking knew that. So just keep that in mind when you when you hear us say crimes against humanity and you think, oh, that's a little extreme. OK. All right. Yeah. Also, like, keep in mind, just like, you know, it's a lot of people try. People have this idea of like there's kind of like there's social issues over here and then there's economic issues over here. But it's really not true. Like, it's really all human issues. You know what I mean? Like, if you, th you think inflation is an economic issue and not a social issue, like, OK, like. Tell that to like the family who just got divorced because they can no longer make ends meet and that kids are growing up without their parents and their father, you know, put a shotgun in his mouth and killed himself over that. Like that's a, that's not just an economic issue. So that's COVID also. Death. Yeah, right. It might be. Um, <laughs> but like so I'm saying like to me, that stuff is also like a crime against humanity, like forcing people to close their businesses like they Bro, you have no idea. There's the no way to measure. Yeah. Dude. You can't even measure it, dude. There's no way dude. to measure like the ripple effect dude, of what of that the, did to think uh, of the divorce rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the breaking up of families, bro. The divorce rate is an all time fucking high because of those lockdowns. And the number one uh, reason for people getting divorced is all over money stuff. It's all over, like, you know, not being able to make Kids ends in meet. school, brother. Well, I, I two years advice. of a productive if life. You guys are a, a co a, a co financed dual income family from mom and dad. Uh, you should really consider sticking together because for the time being, it's going to get a lot fucking harder to survive. Yeah. So yeah. just being fucking real. So immigration, last thoughts on immigration? Oh, well, listen, man. I mean, this is, it's kind of like the ultimate troll 
by uh, these uh, the governors who are sending these these buses there. It's a great look. It's it's hilarious and it's a great publicity stunt in a yeah. way. And it the proves a point. Yeah, yeah. It proves a point what hypocrites the, the the Democrats are. It also isn't really a solution to the no. problem. You know, no, they I mean? should and be so sending like, the motherfuckers back where they came from. Yes. Well, like, look, I mean, because they're using that, taxpayer money to do it. Like that's the biggest. Like like well, I agree. Pete, I, I'm right there plus, with you. Dave. DJ, the crimes of these immigrants are vastly underreported. Yeah. We're only hearing about. Like this, like the dude uh, out in San Francisco a couple of days ago decapitated a woman in the street. Yeah, you know? we're only hearing about the extreme shit. We're not hearing about the fucking rapes and all the gang rapes and the shit that's happening. Which, by the way, happened in fucking Europe when they did the same shit. Yep. Yeah, and it's like, look, there's a lot of like levels to it, but the, even in the European thing too, like when there was that those mass floods of of migrants into Europe, that was directly following. The war on terrorism where like all of these countries in the Middle East and Northern Africa were destabilized by these wars and the overthrowing Gaddafi and turning Libya into like a complete failed state was one of the huge things that led to the mass, uh, you know, migrant crisis in Europe. And in the same way, there's a lot of stuff that we've done destabilizing uh, South African countries as well, which leads to the, these huge floods of immigrants coming in. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is a is a big mess. You just can't especially right now in our country it's you, you can't have like these unrelenting flows of people from a completely different culture speaking a different language coming into our even short of the violent criminals that you know that are coming in it's just like the people are you kind of have this system again which is not the system that a libertarian would like but we have this system where we have taxes that pay for the roads and the public schools and the hospitals that can't turn anybody away. And if you have that system, you can't just say it's open to the world to come in and use when people have already been forced to pay for all of these things. And so a big part of it is just that too, that people have like, people have to have a right. They have a right to have a culture and have a community and to have some degree of control over who comes into that. Yeah. Um, and everybody that believes that you need to speak up for that. Like 100%. loudly, like we have a right to have an American culture here. The idea of America is that you can come from fucking anywhere and we can respect each other and get along and work together, build together, live together, pull each other up, uh, you know, help each other in harmony. But motherfuckers that don't want to be a part of that don't have a place here. That's well, that's it. right. And there's has to be like it, it's, you know, like uh, the American experiment in a lot of ways does prove that like. This immigration thing can really work like there can be all different types of people. And like, look at that. Like, I mean, I'm like, um, you know, I'm a Jewish uh, of like mixed European descent. My mm -hmm. wife is an Italian Catholic. It was never even really a big thought mm -hmm. that like, oh, my God, we're getting married and we have different religions and backgrounds. Just a couple generations ago, that would have been like a huge thing. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like it I wouldn't have my, happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, my my grandmother uh, was, or her parents were, one of them was, uh, one of them was Protestant and one of them was Jewish. And it like split up the family that they got together. I think after they had kids, the family kind of came back together, but it was like wars amongst yeah. the family. Like yeah. this is like blasphemy. Nowadays, we don't even think about these things. Nah. It's not even like a big deal. So like this can happen, but the way it has That's to happen. That's a great point. Yeah. But, but the way it has to happen is like, well, how did it work? Well, first off, because when we had these big floods of, of immigration in, in the 1900s, in the, in the 1800s, in the 1900s, there was no welfare state. So there was none of this like, oh, you're coming here and living off of the system. It was like, you're coming here to work. And the other thing we had that was a, was a culture that was explicitly American. And it was like, no, get with the program. Like there had to be like a social pressure of like, okay, you want to come here, then you learn the language, motherfucker, and you are now going to be American. You're not bringing over like your, and but by now the way, we have all, the opposite all, of all of that All the now. fucking legal immigrants that come here have that automatically. Yeah. Like yeah. Dude, he's one, uh, Syed, who normally sits in that chair. He's, these are guys who went through the process of becoming an American citizen. They understand what it's about. They that would that's the whole process. There's some of our best look, there's some yes. of our best citizens. And look, even like these people, they were saying these were Venezuelan refugees. Look, I have nothing but sympathy. You know what? They're fleeing. They're fleeing fucking the communism over there, here. right? They're, they're yes. fleeing like real deal. So at least serious socialism, if not full blown communism. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like I a lot of times those people understand the thing better than a lot of our 
Our kids at, at Ivy League universities, That's you know, right. understand it. But you can't. The problem is that right now we have a gigantic welfare state. And when I say the welfare state, I mean all of it. Like the fact that you can go to emergency rooms and get free medical care. The fact that you get free, uh, you know, three K through 12, you know, education for everyone. I mean, I know in New York City, I think it's something like $22,000 per student per year. So if you come in, if you got three kids, you come in, you send them there, you're already taking out almost 70 grand in taxpayer money just from spending sending your kids there. Um, so we have this gigantic welfare state. And then we also have this culture that says that like diversity is our strength. And if anyone tells you that you need to act this way, well, then that's racist and that's horrible. And like, it's just this can't work under these circumstances. No. So we got to kind of it's pick a lane. To work. Yeah. It's supposed oh, yeah. to destroy national pride. It's supposed to destroy, you know, they make, they make a, they make it seem like nationalism is some sort of fucking sin, bro. We're supposed to be proud to be American. And, and it's just, and, and it's, that's just the way human beings are, yeah. man. Like that's the way human beings are. They're proud of where they're from. They're proud of their, it's, it's like an extension of your family. Yeah, like and then we family, your right, man. Like, you can be a proud, Italy, bro. You don't go to Italy and fucking say, Hey, all you Italians fucking act like us. We go there and we say, man, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot different than us. Uh, isn't that weird know, though? I, like, I, I don't think I really want to live here all the time. But it's really nice to visit. Yes, now right. I'm going to go back to America where right. I'm fucking from. Isn't that like, weird, though? Like, you could be proud. Like, you're, you're from Boston, right? Uh, New York. New York. You're from New York. You could say you're proud to be New York. But the minute you say I'm proud to be an American, holy fuck. Well, it's got these. What this, do you mean? Weird, well, like, like, like just the, the national identity. You can localize your identity. That's fine. I'm proud think, to be black. Think, I'm proud to be gay. I'm proud, I'm proud to be. I'm proud as fuck to be American. No, if you well, don't I'm, like it. I'm saying the social temperature, though, bro. The social temperature. Well, it, care. it we makes it seem we, like it. Who cares? But that, I, I agree. Who cares about the social temperature? They're, I agree. they're fucking sitting here talking about, ooh, fucking some knucklehead fucking gonna say some bad things if I fly my American flag. Well, fuck you, bro. Right. Hey, we need to get, all get back to Kid Rock status. Hey, we're fucking badass Americans and fuck off if you don't like it. That, yeah. Kid Rock is the fucking Santa Claus of Fourth of July for that fucking reason. Okay. <laughs> he fucking says that shit. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, Tough shit. Well, yeah. there's got to be. I mean, look, if you're going to be a country, there's got to be something that like kind of binds people together. And even sometimes when some of these things are kind of like they're kind of, you know, like there's always been like mythologies and, and you know, stories that every group of people have. Now, a lot of them aren't real and some of them are kind of silly, but it's still kind of a thing that ties everybody together. And that part of it isn't silly. Like that part of it's really necessary. And, you know, it's like. We, we, you know, we have we, we live in a gigantic country. It's humongous. You know, so many of those European countries, you fit so many of them in our country. You yeah. know, you got 330 million people all in this one. And we have vastly different cultures in, in different parts of this this country. It's not just like a left culture and a right culture. It's like there's lots of different cultures within America. Texas has a completely different culture north, from California. Yeah. And yeah. they like are right next to each other, you know, and like um, there's. So it's like, okay, so what binds us all together? And at least what it kind of used to be was this idea that like, well, we're America. And by that we meant we're a free country. That was like so ingrained in us for so long. I mean, like, it was like down to the I point where like- I think it still is. Well, I, well, that's right. I think, I think all this shit they put on the news and all this shit they do on social is designed to make us sit here and have this conversation where he just says, well, the social narrative, the fucking no social narrative is fake. Yeah, well, I, it's I a think fake there, narrative. I, I know that. Well, yeah. I think I think there there's a lot of truth to that. And like I get what you were saying, yeah, yeah. but I think you're no, no, right no, no. that I'm it is like that. I'm just saying like, it is artificial. It's all created. Of you, guys who think that like you're like, "Oh fuck, I can't fly my flag cuz fucking uh, fucking Judy down the street who used to be Joey fucking doesn't <laughs> understand <laughs> that uh, I'm proud to be an American and they're going to write a fucking letter to somebody. Man, fuck that motherfucker." Yeah. Like, bro, the social leave it. Yes, dude. Well, this is no, I mean, it's real. real. It's real. But this bro. is kind of like it's it's to a theme that we've been talking about kind of the the whole show where it's like there's this there's this attack on on masculinity in this country. And it's there's a reason why there's this attack. And it's kind of because that's the thing that we really need. And you realize that, like, you know, just like anything else. Like masculinity can have its problems. Like it can be like uh, there are certainly examples of extreme of, of toxic like masculinity. Extreme to, of toxic yeah. masculinity, and, and this is what violent crime so what is essentially. Us, is you, know usually, toxic, you know what toxic masculinity is, bro? It's not standing up. Toxic masculinity is being a passive man that allows these people to come in and invade and tread and step all over your fucking freedoms. 
That's fucking toxic. Coming home at the end of the day because these motherfuckers have made your life fucking miserable and destroyed your whole existence and you coming home and being a bitch and punching your wife in the face for it, that's toxic masculinity. You motherfuckers are so fucking weak, you won't even stand up. And you think toxic masculinity is someone who's standing up and saying, no, you passive motherfuckers are the toxic ones. Because you're taking the abuse, you're doing nothing about it, you're taking the punishment out on people that don't deserve it, that's toxic shit. Well, in, in times of a real uh, uh, serious crisis, masculinity is something that is very uh, valuable and important. That's so right. You know what I mean? And so like there is, that's, that's, I think, what we need a lot more of. I think we, we need a lot more in this country of people who like, because like you said, it is, there still are so many people who believe in this. Like, no, this is America. We're supposed to be a free country. But those people need to like, be willing to stand up and say it at, with, at, with an attitude that like they're willing to defend it. Every time, every time you see someone say otherwise, you should be resisting it. Mm-hmm, These, yeah. The way communism works is they encroach, 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 encroach until they cannot encroach. Then they go back because these motherfuckers are weak. These are not strong people. These are the fucking nerds of society that have figured out how to game the system to make them the most powerful. It's the only way they survive. Fucking look at them, bro. You throw them out on a battlefield with someone like me and a couple swords, I'm going to fucking kill them. Okay? This is manipulation. This is weakness. The reason they feel such an obligation to impose their will on everybody else is because they're so weak. Secure masculine men do not feel the need to oppress. They do not. And they've got you you fucked up in the head thinking that someone who is loud and courageous and believes in freedom is somehow the problem. No, they are the problem. They are trying to create the problem over here. It's look here, not there. Look over there. It's not us. That's the whole thing. And I think like uh, one of the things I really love about what you guys are doing here, man, because I think in a lot of ways, again, like I was saying before, like there's kind of sometimes people try to separate the economic and the social, but it's really all one unit. And I think that um, there's, there's something about kind of like the individual and the community and the nation, even though we think of them as separate, it's kind of all one unit. And the the solution to the big problems starts small. Like the solution is like that you get yourself together, that you're good to the people around you. You know what I mean? Like you're the solution to like like the advice to men is like you get yourself together, you fucking take care of yourself, you 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 know you focus on your goals, you chase your goals, you make yourself a better person, you're really good to your wife. You're really good to your kids. You're really good to your family. Extent, and then you fight for all of these other things that we're talking about with the country. That's like, that's what they don't want. They don't want like people who are like independent, critical thinkers who like do right by people around them. But that's how you gain influence. That's how you actually like put th- this country Bro, back on why, the proper I, course. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. That's it. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Your job is to be everything they don't want you to be. The reason they put 400-pound fitness models on TV is because they fucking want you to be 400 fucking pounds. Why do they want you to be 400 pounds? Because you're going to be less healthy. You're going to require more food. You're going to consume more. You're going to consume more Netflix when you're fucking lazy. You're going to consume more video games when you're sitting at home. You're going to consume more medication when you're 400 fucking pounds instead of uh, the proper weight of 180 pounds or whatever the fuck it is for you. You can't resist and can't fight. That's right. And and you can't, and people cannot identify, they're not able to identify that you, this under the guise of acceptance or being whatever, I don't know what it is, they, they, it's whatever, that they are making you weaker, that they are making you dumber, they are making you more dependent, they are making you more poor, they are hurting you intentionally so that they can have their way because these people in the real world on the motherfucking battlefield cannot compete. They cannot compete. And so we're dealing with not a bunch of strong people. We're dealing with a bunch of highly connected, weak, yeah. soft pussies. That's what we're dealing with. And when, we, when, they, when everybody figures that out, they are in deep shit. True. Guys, let's move on. We're uh, headline number two. Uh, Headline two reads, Facebook spied on private messages of Americans who questioned the 2020 election. This just came out as well. Um, Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments or question 
the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. Uh, under the Facebook collaboration operation, somebody at Facebook red flagged these supposedly subversive private messages over the past 19 months and transmitted them and in redacted from uh, form uh, to the Domestic Terrorism Operational Unit at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C., without a subpoena. Um, quote, it was done outside the legal process and without probable cause, alleged one of the sources who spoke on condition of anonymity. Uh, he says, quote, Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoenas. Um, these private messages, uh, they then have been farmed out as, quote, leads to FBI field offices around the country, which subsequently requested subpoenas from the partner U.S. attorney's office in their district to op officially obtain the private conversations that Facebook already had shown them. Uh, here's the thing, though. When they then targeted Facebook users uh, and they were investigated by agents in local FBI field offices, sometimes using covert surveillance techniques, nothing criminal or violent turned up. Yeah, right. Of course not. It's um, pretty bad. But it's, you know, it's really, obviously, it's, it's illegal for them to be spying like this, but it doesn't matter because they do it all the time. And they spies yeah. on us all it's the time. So disgusting. The whole yeah, it's, but what, what I find so interesting about this is like why, why they find this to be such a threat. You know what I mean? To them. And in a way, there's something encouraging about that if you want this regime to fail right. because you're like, oh, that's kind of good. They are they're very insecure. They're very worried about this being a major problem. And it's not so much, I don't think that like, you know, it's like, it's not even like, forget whatever you believe about the 2020 election and what happened. And obviously it was a strange election. The way we do voting was overhauled in 2020. We had never done an election like this before. And in a lot of ways that just laid the, the ground to be ripe for some people to be like, hey, this smells fishy. But there's something really profound about a, a huge group of American people. What, what does it really say if you go, I don't believe the results of an election? It means you don't believe in their legitimacy to rule. You know, there's kind of this like unwritten deal in democracy, right? Which is that, okay, we all, we get to vote and then my side might lose, your, your side might lose, but we're kind of accepting going in that, well, okay, this is the game, and if you win, then you get to be the government now, and I get to come back and vote again. Now, this, this game has a lot of flaws to it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But as soon as one side goes, oh, I don't believe you really won, now it's like it's almost like you've removed the legitimacy of these people in your eyes, and that is something that's very important to governments. Governments are, they need this kind of perception of legitimacy from the people who they rule over, because otherwise... They're just criminals, right? You know, like the difference between the, like we were saying before, the difference between the IRS and a mugger is that really just that, well, they are a lot more organized and have a lot more guns, but that they're perceived as legitimate mm -hmm. by society. Mm -hmm. They're perceived as, well, taxes are the price you pay for civilization. Like that's the idea that people have. Whereas when someone mugs you, we all know what they are. Well, right. that, that guy's a criminal. It's a problem. But as soon as you don't believe the results of the election, you're much closer to seeing government for what they really are, which is just like a gang of criminals mm -hmm. who are running, who are ruling this territorial you know you're much area. Closer to becoming a libertarian. That, well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's why that's what I think is kind of encouraging about all yeah. of it, because because almost like the next step, and I don't even really care. Because look, I don't know. I don't really know what happened with the 2020 election. Like my, I don't trust governments. I don't know if I trust any election ever. But I also go the, the next step to it, just in in philosophy here, if you want to talk about it is that what difference does it really make? Like, what difference does it really make if the election was stolen or wasn't stolen? Just in theory, let's mm -hmm. say, forget even like Trump and Biden, take them out of it. Just in theory, you're telling me if we have an election and 51% of people vote for this guy, 49% of people go, I'd rather die than be ruled by this guy. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Because 49% of people are being oppressed under a government they don't support. But if that 49% got two more percentage points, right? They, say they got 51% and then they went, well, screw it. You're still getting that guy. Now that's tyranny because two more percentage people voted for him and they mm. got him. You get the point I'm making? Yeah. yeah so the 49% are still being. So my point is almost like, yeah, none of this is really legitimate. 
None of this is really legitimate. It's not mm. legitimate for you to be, have um, any service that's provided to you to be provided in author an authoritarian manner that's where exactly you did not right. you did not choose that. You mm. did not. You have no say in this. You have no say. And you know, just so just because it's the way it has been for however long is not a justifiable excuse. No. Yeah, lots of things were the way it has right. been. You know, that doesn't mean it can't slavery be was the way I'm it has say been. That, that's exactly. a lot of things that have been that I'm happy exactly. with. No more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also in the same time that look, if you were if you were sitting around, a good friend of mine, Gene Epstein, always put it this way: is, uh, if you go, if you were sitting around in like you know 1850, and you said like you know this slavery has got to go, it's got to be abolished. People have been like, yeah, but you're fucking crazy. I mean, that's just the way it's always been. That's right. And it always will be this way. But it wasn't. It changed. Like radical change can happen in humanity, especially now with the technology we have and all this stuff. And it's like, no, this is look, the, the truth is that if there is a huge percentage of the American population who does not believe in the legitimacy of this regime, like I think that's kind of encouraging to me. And certainly if you don't like this regime, See how much it freaks them out. Just look around. This is why they actually do think of January 6th as being such a horrific event. Oh, and if you speak out against it, you're a fucking terrorist. Well, part of it's because it's the pretense, yeah. you know, to crack down on those people. But also part of it's because they desperately need you to believe. Look, with all of these things, right? No, with with yeah. the war in Iraq, they didn't just... It's not like the 9-11 happened and George W. Bush and Dick Cheney and them, all, Paul Wolfowitz, they obviously all wanted to fight the war in Iraq, right? Yeah. This was something that was on their mind since the, the last time they fought it in the 90s. But they didn't just fight a war in Iraq in the winter of 2001. They didn't invade until 2003. Exactly. Because they spent all of 2002 launching a massive propaganda campaign to convince regular Americans okay. that Saddam Hussein was involved with 9-11 and that he had nuclear weapons and he was already involved with these terrorists who did 9-11. Mm -hmm. So now he could hand off these nuclear weapons to these terrorists and oh my God, you might get nuked at home. And why did they have to do that? Well, they had to do that because they had to get the regular dude to go along with this. Mm -hmm. They had to get some guy. They had to get to the be, social tip. Yes, to be well, well, look, with. they had to get some guy to be willing to send his son to go fight in this war. Uh, what could you tell him that'd be, will, you know, make him willing to do that? So, and even with the COVID shit, right? Think about the propaganda campaigns oh, yeah. that they push for all this. So oh, you remember the they videos, need the body you to believe. The they need you yeah. to believe in this yeah. system, you know? And if you don't believe, that's a big threat to them. But that's a fucking real encouraging thing for us. Because that means like, oh shit, if we wake up enough people to not believe in this, they probably can't get away with it. That's, and that's the thing though. It's like we got fucking 80, at least 80% of the people. Like that's yep. who they're fucking talking about. It's yep. eighty percent of us. It's it's something you know. I mean, something it's, it's in more that than fifty. Yeah, I know that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, but here, that, that's my only concern, though, man. It's like, okay, we can resist. We can not buy their bullshit. They're gonna have to usher in. They're all in. Force is the next logical fucking strategic move. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, force seeing. is already happening. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, no, but, but I'm like, talking about what, force like we've never fucking seen it in this country on the soil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, listen, what we what we have to do is uh, ultimately hope that you wake up enough people and they back down. Yeah. You know, there's been several things like I, I use the vaccine passports as an mm -hmm. example before of where like they back down on that. Sure. But there's I don't know. You guys remember um, when Obama announced that we were going to invade Syria? Mm -hmm. Like he announced that we were going to have like an Iraq war style war in Syria and everyone just flipped out. And there was this mass campaign of active duty military people and they'd be like covering yeah. their face with like a piece of paper because, you know, you're not like allowed to say this to the commander in chief. But they because they knew what was going on on the ground there. And they yeah. were like, we will not fight on the side of Al Qaeda but, in Syria because that's what Obama was fighting on yeah, the side yeah. of. It was Al Qaeda and ISIS versus Assad. Exactly. And he wanted to take out Assad. And there was this massive pushback. And then he just said, then he just pulled back, pulled back out and the said, we're not is, doing it. We have, the only, so many. So that my point right. is just that yeah, yeah, yeah. so many people, it's not just like they, they were aware of this shit. Yeah. They were like, we're not doing this. Here's, Bro, we here's have the only so issue, much though. more power than what people realize. Yeah. Like you guys all, who's going to fix it? Who's going to fix it? Who's going to fix it? Motherfucker. It's real simple. You are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to say no when they tell you to put the mask on. You're going to say, hey, I don't think we should be sending fucking money to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should be in a war with Syria. All we have to do, bro, is civil disobedience. Yep. Do not comply. 
It is so fucking simple. And I do not understand how our men in this country, especially our men, do not lack enough courage to stand on a motherfucking line alone for one day. Because if you would just stand up, bro, and you would just say, dude, I'm not with this shit. Tomorrow you have 100 people. Bro, that's, you will only stand alone for a short period of time. If you don't have the courage to stand alone for a short period of time, you deserve to be their motherfucking bitch. That's real. I'm a, my only concern, this is my, I'm trying to be like, de- not devil, devil's advocate, but this, like I, I agree with your examples, right? You got the Obama uh, example, the passport example, right? But the problem is, dude, is that I don't think ever before those times if losing for them, losing did not equal their death and accountability for these crimes. We're at a place now, bro, where this 80% wins. There are going to be calls for accountability. Those pay-per-view things, those are going to be fucking real. Very, very real probabilities. <laughs> them losing That's this. That's a wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> them losing this, bro, means their death. And I, I, I genuinely believe that these elite fucks, they know that. Hmm. Yeah. So are you. It means the death of a few people, at least. At I'm, least. Like, dude, and we well, have to. What be- you need, I, I honestly, I think, is, and, and this is someone you know, smarter than me would have to like figure out exactly how to orchestrate it or whatever. But like, you know how, like there are people in uh, Germany who were like officials, like policemen, stuff like that under the communists Mm -hmm. who are still collecting pensions to this day. Mm. You know, like they were like the soldiers of the old regime that Mm. fell, but there was just almost like this deal struck where it's kind of like, you know, like you're saying like, okay, so there's some people up at the very top who have to be held accountable. And then to like almost all the other ones, like just in this, you know what I mean? Like regime where you just go, okay, listen, you're going away. (laughs) You're like, you're not here anymore. Get the hell out of town. You have no power anymore. Be happy with this deal. We're not going to, you know, drag you through the streets. (laughs) So just go do your thing. And then like, ideally, although I really, I mean, look, I don't know exactly how it would play out, but I really do think there has to be some level of consequences for the people at the absolute top. And I I think that it should be, I think all of them should get like trials and not show trials. Like I think they should get real trials. I think it's really important that you don't devolve into like a a situation, right? right. You don't become them where we're just tearing people apart in the streets. You don't want to do that. It's the only way, Dave, for us to actually, to actually, I believe it's our only way to truly maintain the structure Some of our government of right. moving forward is for the accountability to happen and also be legitimate. Yeah. I agree. That's the problem, though, because they own the fucking judges, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, yeah, the corruption does run deep. It's okay. No they question. have a trial. It does. It but does. that judge is the one that they fucking put on the seat. Yeah, you know what I'm well, saying? Or listen, man. Paid it, off his little league listen, soccer team. You know what I'm saying? Listen, like, dude. They're, corruption runs deep, man. 100%. But that's also why, like, dude, <clears throat> they just had a judgment. I believe it was Virginia or one of those states out that way. And you might have heard of it where they ruled that um, the nurses could potentially be liable for the damage that they created on the patients during the COVID shit. Right. Okay. So all of you nurses out there, all of you doctors out there, and there's a quite a few of you, a lot of you like me, a lot of you don't, and that's fine. All of you should realize that accountability for what just happened is coming. Is pot- hold on could potentially fall on your shoulders because the precedent was just set. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean for you? That means for you strategically, and I don't know, I'm pretty good strategically. You might want to listen to what I'm about to say. If I were you, I would collectively get together and point the motherfucking finger at the motherfuckers that made you do it. All the way up the chain. The yep. doctors, the nurses, and those people at the very top should be held accountable. Yep. Because I don't believe that it's okay for us to hold nurses accountable. As much as I was pissed off every single time I had to deal with one of these fuckers on the internet. Oh, I work in the medical profession. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse. You have no idea how many people are actually fucking dying of this. And now y'all are singing a different fucking tune because you realize you're bullshit. You got caught on it. And now we have a situation, and, and by the way, all the TikTok shit y'all did, fuck y'all. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Are you fucking ridiculous, people? Ooh, dude. Imagine they, cops doing that during the fucking no, bro, protest. They, the, the, <laughs> listen, the whole fucking narrative was so perfectly formulated where they created this social virtue signaling 
oh, they're so brave, the frontline doctors. Uh, uh, uh. And they made everybody make gods out of these people. And these people were not prepared to be gods. No. Okay. And do those people deserve to be at the end of a rope? No. They're the useful idiots of communism. If you go read Marx, he talks about it. If you go read fucking any of the motherfuckers that came after Marx, they talk about it. Okay. Those people don't deserve to be held accountable, in my opinion. Do they, did, did, did they piss me off? Yes. Was I mad? Yes. Did I feel bad for all the doctors and nurses that got kicked out of their, lost their jobs for saying this shit? Yes. But dude, really, the truth is, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. We're talking about a legit genocide at that point of holding people accountable. The truth of the matter is, the people who formulated the plan, the people who financed the plan, should be at the end of a fucking rope. Well, it's kind of like, um, you know, like a, a, an analogy to it is like, it's like they're, they're the soldiers, you know? And now if you look at something like the war in Iraq, where like a million, a a million Iraqis are killed, right? Now, we invaded a sovereign country on lies to start killing a lot of people. Um, but do I think every soldier should be strung up on war crimes? No, no, not really. They were they were lied into this. They were propagandized. Now, by the way, some of them did get into it. And if you remember, even back then, everyone, if you were arguing against the war in Iraq in 2004, a whole lot of people are like, who are you? My boys in the military. You know, you have no right to tell me. I was one of those guys. I get it. I was one of those guys. It's it's easy to fall into, you know, but the people who like at the top who like knew it was a lie and were representing companies that were profiting off this stuff. Should those people be tried for war crimes? Like should those people? That, yes. 100%. And not just, and, and again, like from any perspective, like, yeah. yeah. So I look at it kind of like a similar type thing, like so, as frustrated as you might be with some of the people at the bottom, do keep in, in mind that like a lot of those guys, particularly like the soldiers who went over and fought in Iraq, first off, a lot of them were people who came from absolutely nothing. And this was like their only like the avenue you to be. like go to actual, mm-hmm. to go to college or to get something going with their lives. And then they were told like, hey, you're doing something noble. Like you're protecting your right. country. Right. This guy's got nuclear weapons and he helped do 9-11 and he's going to do it again if you don't do it. And they're like, all right. No, and it was a in. patriotic thing. Yeah. But see, like, I, I, bro, think this I bought that line. Yeah. Listen, bro. Listen. I was that guy. I was that motherfucking guy who was saying, dude, I can't believe you're not supporting our troops. I can't believe this. Like, if you even question it. So, like, if I can admit that and that I learned and grew and fucking started to see the big picture, a lot of y'all should probably admit that you just got taken advantage of the exact same way in a different scenario. Dude, I, I can't tell you. I've had so With many. With the COVID shit. This is, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, I've had I'll a disagree. lot of guys um, who were, you know, I had um, Glenn Beck said this to me. He literally said, and I wasn't even like really pushing him. It was kind of like just you just like offered it. He went, at one point we were just talking about this stuff and he goes, man, was I wrong about the war in Iraq and the Patriot Act. Yeah. He goes, I got that so wrong. Me too. And I really regret it. And I just like thought that was a really cool moment because it's hard. It's hard to do that. You know, it takes a little. Um, I had Michelle Malkin. I don't know if you know who she is, but she was like one of the major players like Glenn Beck was too. like the major players like at Fox News during yeah. the Bush administration. She said the same thing to me when she was on my show. She was like, you know, Ron Paul was right about all of that stuff. And I thought he was crazy, but he was right. And that was and it's like there's been a lot of people in that camp who have just been willing to say this. And this is now going to be the challenge for the people in kind of like the Democrat camp going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's a bitter pill to swallow, but you got to admit, like if you want to be if you want to be part of the solution here, you got to admit you got that wrong. You got it wrong about lockdowns, you got it wrong about the vaccines, you got it wrong about all of this stuff. You got like you just did. And like, the evidence is in. wrong. You fucking told people they deserve to fucking lose their careers. Yep. You told people they deserve to fucking die because they wouldn't wear a mask or take a vaccine. So maybe, maybe admitting that you were wrong will help make up for some of that fucking bad karma yep. that you created. Because I'll be real, dude. Not a single time do I wish a, a fuck. Like, I even said this on the show. I said, bro, as much as I can't fucking stand these people right now, they are victims of propaganda. And we have to rise above this 
divisive shit that we've all been doing because of our own fucking egos. Yep. If we want to do what's right by the country. Yeah, and you know, and and in both cases, you know, using this analogy, whether it was like kind of like the more right wing type supporting the war in Iraq or the more left wing type supporting all the COVID stuff, in both cases, they were putting faith in these institutions and just being like, well, no, listen, I'm following the science or I'm following the intelligence. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Goes, you think the president of the United States would tell me this guy's got weapons of mass destruction if he didn't have weapons of mass destruction? You know, we or you think right Dr. Fauci would tell Bro, me this exactly. if it wasn't? They're it's all the following thing. the authority figures. And so, you know, it's well, like. I think the bigger question there, bro, is don't don't you think it's a reasonable expectation that we should be able to believe the president of the United States? Yeah. Isn't it a reasonable expectation that we should be able to believe our media? Isn't it a reasonable expectation that we should be able to believe Dr. Fauci? It is. And so that doesn't make us at fault for buying into the, the WMD shit. And it doesn't make those people at fault for, they just a little slower behind the curve. I think yeah. the thing yeah. is, the difference is, is once you realize that you've been fucking fed, you don't keep fucking buying. Well, that's shit. happening. But the, the yeah. other reason why people aren't so forthright to admit it is because the way the fucking operation was designed, it was designed to be so vile and so hateful and so dehumanizing that a lot of these people are not willing to admit that they have that in them. That's true. Yeah. That's and right. I wonder, it's got to like, it's, it's, I almost think, what they need is, so I think so Ron Paul and then later Donald Trump, I think did a lot to make it easier for right wingers to admit they were wrong about all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it's very hard, like if you just have like some left winger, like some hippie, you know, like type or like some pink haired, you know, like lady boy or something yeah, like yeah. that being like, you were wrong about all the war in Iraq and all Antifa. that. You're like, you're just like, hey, fuck you. Like, yeah. I, I'm not on this guy's team. But when you had someone like Ron Paul, who's like the most conservative human being on the planet, who's clearly never even smelled pot in his yeah. entire life yeah. and has been married to the same woman for 60 years and is a Christian and is like the most like just conservative. And he's going, well, no, like I like strictly believe in following the Constitution and all of these wars are unconstitutional. We it almost kind of like gave permission for right wingers to be like, oh, OK. I could be against this war and I don't have to be a hippie. I, I could be against this war and I don't have to like, like I don't have to give up my identity to just be like, okay, I don't have to support this. And it's almost like the left needs that. They need some like left winger who's going to be really left wing, but be like, no, I don't support any of this crazy COVID shit because this is all insane. And well, like, I don't know who that person's going to be. Well, the problem is I think there's been some people who have tried to do that. But the culture, because of how we talked about the communication breakdown and social narrative earlier in the show, actually has created this situation where when people violate the fucking pack, you know, uh, the yeah. echo chamber of the left or the echo chamber of the right, they get fucking destroyed. Yeah, they get they yeah. really do. You, you see people like Glenn Greenwald and they'll be like, oh, he's a right winger now. And you're like, he's like a on, gay man. socialist. Yes. Like he is not a right winger. No, he's people, just good on a few issues. But that, that, like, that lends itself to the point you were just making about them being so fucking afraid. Yeah. They wouldn't be annihilating these people if they had all the power and they had all the belief and they had the numbers they claimed they had. You would not be doing that. You would be like, hey, bro, I think you're a little offline there. Yeah. It would power, be a much different yes, message. That, powerful people, it. powerful people, true elites are not terrified you know what i yeah. mean like that's not a quality that you see in powerful they're people. In the they're of, yes yeah yeah well they're confident and they're comfortable and they're because they're they're there for a reason and they know that they're kind of like the the leader mm -hmm. um the when you see how terrified they are about all this stuff it it lets you know you know think about like how much they all freaked out on rogan when rogan was having like dr malone on his show to just like have like hey here's this guy who you can't even argue is not like as accredited as you could be in the mm -hmm. field of mRNA vaccines. And he's making these arguments that these vaccines have really negative, you know, side effects or re repercussions. And he's putting on, them on air to an audience 20 times bigger than what their audience is. And you can just see how terrified they were. Now, that's not the sign of somebody 
no, who believes fringe, there's misinformation. If that you was know? fringe shit, like they say it is, they yeah. would not even care. Well, right. And if it, and even if it wasn't uh, fringe and there was a big audience, but it was misinformation the way they is, they would want to go like, well, here, let's just let's take apart why everything he said was wrong. And here, let's explain it. You know what I mean? The, but they know they yeah. can't win that debate. Right. So they're just like, all we can do is freak out. We can censor and yell it, we'll about shut this. it down. And try yeah. to ruin their credibility, yep. ruin their life, yep. ruin their finances, ruin their marriage, ruin fucking everything. You don't do that when you're winning. No. By the way. And uh, Rogan's yeah. also a good example where they failed. You know? They well, didn't, they that's didn't because it's a bluff. That's yeah. because they don't have the numbers that they say they have. Right. Cancel culture from the left is a fake thing. It's not even fucking real. That Rogan picked up 2 million new subscribers yeah. from that fucking shit. Yep. Bro, all they did was raise and use. Listen, when you use your, your powerful tools of deception and you create this imposing movement that's supposedly going to ruin your life, and then people start seeing that it actually makes those people better and it makes them bigger and it grows their audience. People stop fearing it. And that's where we're at right now. People are stuck. Like, bro, fucking cancel me five more times, bro. Every time you did, like last time I fucking got it, I gained 40,000 fucking Instagram followers. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, got, we got to get to our last and third and final uh, headline here. Headline number three. Ohio teachers cannot carry guns in classrooms. So uh, this just came out. Um, I know there's some interesting libertarian stances on guns, so maybe it's just true two a guys, but we'll, we'll get into it, man. Um, so an Ohio uh, Ohio law allowing teachers to carry guns in the classroom is now in effect. House Bill 99, the legislation that permits teachers and staff to carry firearms on campus after 24 hours of training and eight annual training hours, uh, was signed in June and became law. This past Monday, quote, my office worked with the General Assembly to remove hundreds of hours of curriculum irrelevant to school safety and to ensure training requirements were uh, specific to a school environment and contain significant scenario based training. Ohio uh, Republican Governor uh, Mike DeWine said in a June statement regarding the law's signing, quote, House Bill 99 accomplishes these goals. And I thank the General Assembly for passing this bill to protect Ohio children and teachers, he added. Local school boards retain the authority to determine whether teachers in their district can possess uh, can possess a firearm on school campuses, though. Um, and some school uh, schools are pulling back from it, saying that yeah, we don't really know. Um, those same schools happen to be in more predominantly blue areas. Um, you know, so I don't know if they're kind of setting it up for issues to go on. But what do we got on this? Well, I mean, I I'm all for it. Uh, I think that there's. You know, there's really no reason why if somebody is a legal uh, gun owner and has taken some gun training and then 24 hours gun training, you learn how to use a gun. I mean, that's not I, mm. I think that's fine. And overall, I go, yeah, I mean, you're better off if the concern here is over like school shootings and stuff like that. You're better off having a gun there as quick as possible. Than having and as we gun. saw over in uh, Texas there, those. Those cops could be quite a while away before, uh, <laughs> even if they're close by, might take them a while to get in there. Yeah. So I have I have no problem with this, and I think that the um, the arguments that you know people will make about this stuff, like like liberals just tend to be very afraid of guns in general, even though they're like it's not really based on anything logical. Um, the arguments I've heard people I've heard like liberals make arguments where they're like, oh, that's going to be great. The next time the teacher's pissed off. What is he just going to like pull his gun out and like shooting the kids? So you think you think there's a teacher so <laughs> reckless that he could like pull his gun out and there's not like then forget the gun. The, right. only the problem is that, that this do- teacher is teaching a class full Correct. of people right now. Like Jesus, I mean, what the only like teachers <laughs> that do that shit are the ones propagating their own fucking propaganda. Right. I mean, like <laughs> I do think there are probably like some people who you'd rather n- not have guns, but yes, if they're, if they're a problem where they can't have guns, they man, the bigger problem is yeah, the bigger problem is they're teaching well, it's kids. Like, like, it's like, what do you think the teachers are gonna do when you tell them they can't fucking groom little kids anymore? <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah, they got the guns. Like, what the fuck <laughs> you think they're gonna do? <laughs> Look, man, for the amount of money they sent to Ukraine, they could have fucking armed entire. They could have armed the entire fucking mm-hmm. school system with fucking military uh, military veterans yeah. and protected yeah. the schools. They don't want to protect the schools. That has no. no it doesn't serve their interest. Their interest is to take the fucking guns so that they can oppress you harder. No. They don't care enough to stop it. Mm. Yeah. Because the solution is very simple. The real solution. The solution right. to any of these things is very simple. And the obvious conclusion that everybody should come to is that they want these problems and they need these problems in order to justify their very existence. 
That's really it. Yeah. Okay. They need high crime. They need fucking poverty. They need uh, control. Green Green New Deal. Okay. Right, right. They They need you poor. They need you fat. They need you unhealthy. They need you uneducated. They need you this way. And all the and all the while arguing with your fellow Americans, yeah. you know, they about you issues divided. issues that that they don't care about. Yeah. You know, arguing about these things like you know abortion, like feel however you feel about abortion. I'm not saying it's not an important issue. I'm just saying that the elites don't care. Like no, the elites no. don't care about that, no. and they don't care about trans bathrooms, and they don't care about any of this other shit that they get people arguing over. But what they do care about is that you look at your fellow countrymen as your enemy Instead rather than the people who are both being fucked over by them. Right. You know what I mean? Like the truth is like, you know, it's like you look at like you think about something like inflation, like them destroying our, our dollar by printing up trillions of dollars. You know, You're like does that screw over left wing people or right wing people? Right. Both. Like right. It's not like it's one right. or the other. Right. It's not like that's in right. one camp or the other camp. It's a bunch of really powerful central bankers and politicians screwing over the entire working class and middle class of America and, and even some of the upper class, although the upper class is usually able to at least escape the, the damages of inflation to some degree because they own assets. And so they you know what I mean? Like they get some of that benefit. But people living on a fixed income, people living, I mean, just get like destroyed in inflation. Left or right. Doesn't matter if you're socially liberal or socially conservative. That's well, at least I used you to over. have abortions when I was fucking. Naked. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, what? No. It's, it's not. like, so there, there's like, there is this real desire for them to avoid people coming together. And this is how, this is how it always uh, worked. By the way, this is the reason why uh, the slaves were black in America, where they made the rule that you could only have black slaves and not white slaves. It was like, well, this is what will keep the poor blacks and the poor whites from banding together. Because, you know, you kind of like pit them against each other and buy them off. And, they, and the truth is that the institution of slavery actually fucked over the poor white people as well. Not as much as the slaves, but it fucked them over because they now they had to compete against free labor. You know, so it's like that's like if you were someone who was like a field worker, your wages were driven way down because someone could have a slave do it. So it's it's like, really, you guys should have been natural no allies. One, no in fact, to, no one you know, that brings up the indenture servitude to happen in this well, country. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But in fact, in the, the when they were uh, expanding and there were, there were new states where they came out with laws that were they were like, this won't be a slave state. That was all pushed by the 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 white workers who were like no because we want to get paid to work and we can't do that if we're competing against forced unpaid labor and so it's it's and like the motherfuckers are jacked too oh yeah you know no, they were, listen they <laughs> 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 like there's a racist joke oh, oh, that's, 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 that's a bad one because i didn't get it <laughs> no i said i said you're competing against saying, free labor oh, and the motherfuckers the are jacked you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's hard you're no saying that you were losing to the slaves pretty jack got big dicks and shit like i mean that's a that's a lot i mean i get it bro get the fuck, out <laughs> fuck out of here you know how i know you got a little dick how's that because you talk about having a big dick you talk about having a big dick that's different <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last segment of the show, as always, we have our thumbs up uh, where I show a headline. It's either going to get two thumbs up, meaning you're cool with it, um, or two thumbs somewhere you don't want them. Uh, and with that being said, our thumbs up headline reads, huge chess world upset of grandmaster sparks wild claims of cheating with vibrating sex toy. All right, just off the bat, can anybody make sense of this? That's uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I don't. How would you cheat at chess with yeah. a vibrating sex toy? Yeah, this is. I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, a cheating scandal is buzzing in the chess world with wild allegations of using technology, including vibrating vibrating anal beats, uh, to signal winning moves after a teenage newcomer beat a world champion at a high stakes tournament. Hans Neiman, who's 19 years old of San Francisco, California, caused a major upset when he defeated Norwegian Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen, who's 31, um, at the Seneca Field uh, Cup in St. Louis, Missouri on September Oh, 4th. shit. Happened here, huh? Happened here right in the backyard. Uh, and so in the wake of the stunning result, the chess world exploded in such an uproar that Neiman faced allegations of cheating and was banned from chess.com and even billionaire Elon Musk weighed in uh, with the tweet mocking online rumors that a rectically inserted device was used in the possible scam. Wait, so he had 
anal beads. He did. In his, They're saying he did. But and right. that, what they were like vibrating to Telling like him give which him move if you made a right signals. Move. Yes. That seems like it was like you already wanted to have the anal beads. Like there just could have been a different way to <laughs> like send that signal. Like there's nothing and you were simpler. Like, I know. I know how we could do it. Um, I just got an idea off the top of my head. Stick something up my ass. Stick something up my butt that vibrates, right? You vibrate it. He goes, I was thinking hand signal. The question is, is it one for no? Like, is it like one buzz for no? Or is it like, what's the signals here? <laughs> you know it's not Too a terrible <laughs> idea. I mean, I mean, you want to beat this grand champion or not? <laughs> nope. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, man. Like, it's not a terrible <laughs> idea. I would never. I wouldn't think of cheating like that. Let's go. Uh, I mean, uh, Rook to Bishop five four. <laughs> Rook to Bishop four. I mean four. I mean four. Sorry. I mean four. Sorry. I Wait, bet three, motherfuckers two. are using this shit in the casinos, though. I'll bet you. Yeah, I can maybe. See it. Guaranteed. Maybe they are. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, there was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars online um, on the line. So, I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to show you guys a picture of Hans, and you guys tell me if he looks like he's shoving shit up his ass. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> that guy did it. He doesn't look happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how happy you would be if you had some shit up your ass. I don't know. I, listen, man. So oh, yeah, like, I think he did it. How new is this guy at chess? I mean, he's 19. He's, he's done pretty decent here in the States. But... I don't know. Magnus is like the what fucking, proof do they have? They have none. There well, was no strip search. There was no, I, you know. So what? Where did this allegation even? Come it was from? the only logical, like logical thought process they could fucking pull on. together. They banned him from chess.com because have of fucking it, like receipts that he bought this wait, motherfucker. Like what do they got? Yeah. Like, so, so you're telling me they just went? Wait, you beat this guy. This is the old to, anal beads. Exactly. Thing. Like it must have. They just came up with this idea. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand there has to be at all. Something. Hey, that's it, man. Well, that's not enough evidence for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put my thumbs anywhere near this story. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, to, maybe to check for anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> you beat him. Anal beads has to be. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. It doesn't sound reasonable. Yeah. It sounds far stretched. I, mean, I guess it would have to be though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs for yeah, That's all I got, man. That's all I got. That's all I got. Oh, so funny. You fuckers don't even get the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Dave, bro, this has been awesome. I've had a great time, man. Thanks Dude, for coming in and doing the show. Thank you so much for having me, man. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Hopefully, we can solve some of this in our lifetime, huh? Uh, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, guys, I appreciate. Uh, love you guys and look forward to bringing you uh, more amazing content. Hopefully, without the anal beads. Uh, I would appreciate if you would tell someone to listen to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.